3: Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...
2: With the one and only Brandon Robinson, aka Scoop B. Scoop, how are you, bud?
3: Man, I'm good. I apologize for being late. I just literally got back from the weekend. I had a fight, and I'm tired.
2: (laughs) Thank you for coming.
3: Of course, Sean, on the phone. What's going on, Chief? Scoop, what's going on, bro? Trying to book them busy, man. You are booked and busy, bro. Stevie Wonder could see that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's always good to talk to my guys. I got my man one two combo cool. in the studio as well. We talking nets, everything in between. Yeah, and um, you, Scoop you, B Radio. I just wanted to say, of that. course, absolutely. Um, Scoop B Radio, up, yeah. Scoopy Radio available on all platforms: iHeart uh, Radio, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitcher, Apple. Simply visit ScoopBradio.com dot com. Three point five million streams last year, and um, you guys were talking about the Nets and yeah. uh, Kenny Atkinson. I- I'll add this. Maybe this is a a question uh, for you guys. Would you prefer, uh, with Kevin Durant in in his absence, a Kyrie Irving uh, circa 2016 in Cleveland playing in this Brooklyn uh, core right now? Or would you prefer uh, Kyrie Irving um, in Boston? Because if you get the Kyrie Irving in Cleveland, you got a guy that can shoot and can take over next to a superstar, and I think that may be the thing that people expect will happen next season. But the Kyrie Irving this or from Boston last year would be a facilitator that was healthy, um, and 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 has you know other young guys involved. To, can yeah, can I don't. I don't you. want
1: to see the facilitator, Kyrie. Me personally, I want to see a killer, Kyrie. I want to see Kyrie. You know, he has a relationship with Kobe. I want him to see that kind of killer instinct from Kyrie. That's what I want to see. Sure. Like, I want to see him put on a show. I don't think they're gonna. You know, they got guys that could fill in the spots around him. You know, guys that could get up and down the floor, shoot the three, play multiple positions. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to see him be a killer. Me personally, and show why he's. A, like I had him on my top ten list. I want a, him to show why he is a top ten NBA player. I think. Because I think he is. I think for the
2: game and for the Nets in general, I think for him, I think the facilitating role would play a huge benefit for the Nets and for what's going on in the world right now. Because, look, we know what Kyrie Irving can do. Scoop, you alluded to 2016 and what he did. He was a killer in that 2016 finals without him making that three-point shot over Stephen Curry. You know. Who knows what might have happened? Okay, that was a great series. By that, the way. that was that was a very great series. Yeah, that was. But with that being said, you have to understand what what goes on here. There are four guys in this sense that combo you alluded to that can go out there and score. Karis LeVert, you have uh, Joe Harris go out there and shoot threes and everything like that. You have Kyrie Irving with the ball; he could do both things. But the bet, but the best thing about it is with what's going on here with the. With the Nets, if you have two guys drawing to him with the ball, he could always kick it out. Yes. The, you yes. want to win games like well, that. Well, that gives him
3: spacing, too. Absolutely. Okay. But you want to win games, and that's what the Nets want to do. Well, I take that and raise you this. Um, when you look at the Nets' core currently, mm-hmm. um, do you think? where do you think he fills a void uh, with D'Angelo Russell? So does he pick up where D'Angelo left off at, or does he just play Kyrie? He's gonna have to play Kyrie at this point. Yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no way of filling D'Angelo Russell's shoes.
1: He has to be himself, but I think that will f- help fill those. You know, he could. He's great off the pick and roll. He could attack. Uh, yeah, he's gonna fill that role, but he's gonna do it in a Kyrie type of way.
3: <laughs> yeah, nobody, funny.
1: like nobody, could finish around the rim like Kyrie. So he's gonna add that element. Uh, D'Angelo could finish though
2: too
3: and he's a lefty I'll tell you yeah. what gets lost in translation imagine if Karis LeVert didn't get hurt last year
2: right yeah um, well D'Angelo B- wouldn't have the same season
3: this is true yeah. this is true but yeah. I think one other person who I think kind of gets swept under the bus that I think is going to have a pretty substantial season is a, a guy in one Jared Allen yeah why was he playing summer league by the way that's what I want to know is there, is there a good reason for that this, is, this would be year two for him right but
1: still he's like established
3: allegedly I think, and I and I mean it with respect to Jared Allen. I think that he's still a project uh, that that I think will pay dividends. He's one of those center guys that it takes like two to three years. Like you look at Kevin Knox, he played again in the summer league this year.
1: Right. I thought I thought Jared Allen is even more like we know he's going to be a very good player over even a Kevin Knox. I think there's some still some it's a little bit hazy.
0: Yeah, you know no, I, mean? I, I
1: get I get what you're saying, which is funny because Kevin Knox actually fits the current. You would think he fits the current NBA kind of better than a Jared Allen would, mm-hmm. but no, I think like we know Jared Allen's going to be a good player. We know he's going to yeah. be a good Kevin player. Kevin Knox. I don't know. I don't know.
3: The jury's still out, yeah. particularly because the Knicks are have so many guys on that on that roster that play the same position. Right. Right. You, you right. Know, like positions yeah. two, tweener two, three to yeah. four. Yeah. and four meaning like you got a guy that's like a like a Jerome junkyard dog Williams type frame that's can, that's maybe the size of a small, small four but doesn't have a a, a a J that's consistent
1: right nobody's spacing the floor really but defensively
3: yeah. the Knicks are juggernauts in that in that, in that space that's you know nice so sure. it's like we're still talking about the Nets but I think that when you look at the Nets and you look at um, what they bring to the table I like Karis Levert matching well with uh, Kyrie Irving I, yeah. and I and I also like Spencer Dinwiddie as the backup point guard Many people thought, you know, that, that he'd be the odd man out and, you know, that maybe D'Angelo, maybe this time last year, would, would maybe go to greener pastures, which he did. But when you look at just the core that they have, their, their, we, their weapon is their roster and their weapon is their bench. Their bench was deep
1: yeah. last
3: yeah. Yep. year in the playoffs. A
1: lot of guys that could play.
3: For sure. And so I think that I think anytime you have a championship caliber team or a team that can go deep in the playoffs, their benches will complement them. Every Phil Jackson team yep. had a deep bench. Mm-hmm. Uh I think the Warriors at times did not have a deep bench, but overall, consistently, they had a deep bench. The Spurs
2: so, a couple of years ago too. You mm-hmm. could you could say the same thing, Sean. I want to get your thoughts on what uh, what uh, Scoop was saying before. I know you probably have an interesting take on that.
4: Well, the thing is, I mean, I would love to see half and half. I would love to see the Kyrie that gets other players involved early in the game. So get Joe a couple threes, get Karras a couple easy, easy shots. Get a couple of um, um, dunks with either Jordan, Jarrett, so on and so forth. And then when the game calls for it, take over. When it's, you know, when you're playing the Bucks and it's 95, 95, and it's, you know, 12 seconds to go, I want to see, I don't want to see Kyrie pass the ball. I don't want you to then pass it to Joe Harris. I don't want you to then try and get an easy dunk. I want you to cross him up, drop to the lane, step back, floater something so if we could get half of each I'll be the uh, thrilled but I think at the beginning of the year I think he should facilitate more only because you don't want these guys to get lost early in the year because at the end of the day if Dinwiddie is still young Paris Laverde is still young Jared Allen is what 21 years old like he's a freaking um uh, a baby man so
0: mm-hmm.
4: I would love to see him early in the year Facilitate more sure. in terms of early in the games. But when it comes down to um, uh, a closing time, Kyrie Irving, do not pass the ball to Castleford. And Take I'm, the
3: final shot. If that's what you're here. And what you said about Jared Allen, I think what gets lost in translation as, as we're talking here on On The Board Sports, uh, you, Jared Allen was really brought in to be a replacement for Brooke Lopez. Um, when you right. when you go back and you look at the tail of the tape, Brooke Lopez was traded for D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. and many people looked mm-hmm. at the Brooklyn Nets as what were they going to do after they sent what was it four draft picks out in exchange to get Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, um, J- Jason the Jet Terry. Don't remind me, school. Right. Well, this is what I'll say. Don't remind me, school. Who would have thunk it <laughs> that the Nets were able to put deep rubber gloves on and pull something out deep? Right. To, to edit myself. Right, but right. basically, I, I think when you look <laughs> right. at what the Nets were able to do in those pivotal moves, you made those you made those moves to get Allen, Pierce, etc. Then you swap Brooke Lopez out, you get D'Angelo Russell, you let him walk, but then you turn that into a sign and trade as part of the deal to bring in Kevin Durant. And then on top of it, during the summertime, you move pieces around. Uh, the guy from L.A., whose name I can't think of right now, the brother that was shipped, I think, to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, that was on the team last year. Can't think of his name. His name oh, slipped me. Yes, Alan Crabb. Crab. You moved and you got that extra roster space so that you could sign two deals. Then you bring in De- uh, DeAndre Jordan, who was brought on in a pl- on a plane to Manhattan to play for the Knicks this past year. I think everything. I, I think when you really look at the Nets management, the, N- the Nets uh, overall, the general manager coming from a Spurs system, uh, I-, I think they've been they've been prudent, they've been smart, and they've and they've been able to uh, have the uncanny ability to make things happen and I think that's a good thing man I think that when you look at um, when you look at the Nets even if they don't win this year they have something to prove and I it's a two to three year window. I think when you look at the Lakers comparatively last year, you brought in LeBron James and there were many people who were already on the championship bandwagon, but it was an un- unfinished product. They still needed to bring Anthony Davis in. Uh, they, they were hoping to do that, the NBA trade deadline mm-hmm. uh, and more. And so when you look at the Nets, I think that the Lakers were a case study on how to move in on a new project. Uh, so when you look at the Nets and what they're able to do right now, I don't think you should put championship aspirations there, but I do think that they have enough on that roster to compete compete deep in an Eastern Conference that is without Ka- Kawhi Leonard, uh, who's right. back in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot going on, but I think the Nets um, they got something something special that's going to build. Absolutely, we'll stick with the Nets here for one more. I got to ask you, Scoop. Uh, you know, you you're
2: you're involved and you see everything more at hand. Do you see Kevin Durant coming back this year? No.
3: No? Um, I, I'll tell you one thing that I think is interesting. Uh, you talk to any NBA player uh, this summer going into free agency. There's this trend that's going on where guys are being quiet. Um, Kyrie Irving was quiet all summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was with Karl-Anthony Towns uh, a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. we were talking while he was in the car about just um, being quiet and talking about the Timberwolves season. He doesn't want to say too much. LeBron James is doing the same thing. It's a trend. That trend plus guys wearing gold chains during media day. Uh, short gold chains if you pay attention to that. But <laughs> I think that it reminds me of Jordan in the, in the slam dunk contest when he wore chains. But um, Everything
1: comes for a certain Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Uh, doesn't
3: uh, it? I mean, tight-ass shorts again. All yeah. this stuff. Yep. But when you look at uh, Kevin Durant overall, I, I was with KD uh, about a month ago out mm-hmm. in L.A. Mm-hmm. He was walking fine. Uh, he was in jovial spirits. Uh, but I think you want to maximize the most. You don't wanna you don't wanna have a damaged product. Him coming back in the finals mm-hmm. damaged damaged his situation in, in the finals against the against the um me, We gotta get used to all these movements and grooves. It's I all know. good. But no, I, I think when you look at Kevin Durant, I personally would not like to see him come back this season. I want him to get his rest. But I also do think that the Nets uh should have done a maybe a more prudent job i won't say better i won't tell anybody how to do their job i would have liked to have seen them do a more prudent job into getting a kevin durant replacement next to kyrie for now you now about, right in the interim not not forever um obviously but I, yeah so that's why i've been on the carmelo anthony campaign um but i also do think that the nets they're they're serviceable without him for now do you see? Do you see Carmelo Anthony signing with the team at all? At all with any any team? Any team for that matter? It's not looking good right now. Uh, when I, I'll tell you that, throughout the course of last season, league uh, sources that I spoke with, there was a deal on the table for the Los Angeles Lakers, and uh, they weren't making a play, a playoff push. So at that point, you know, the, both sides were kind of like, no. Nah. Uh, but I, I think the bigger problem with Carmelo was the perception. Uh, and 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 I and I'll add this, I do think there's a Colin Kaepernick element to it, not in the way that you may think. Um, I think anytime you look at Carmelo, and, and I, this was on, I discussed this with Robert Scoop Jackson on the Scoopy Radio podcast, which dropped today. Um, he talked about how sometimes uh, you can be too pro-black. If you look at Carmelo Anthony in the NBA, he's the only NBA player that has marched in Baltimore. Um, he's a guy that is very. In tune with culture right. In tune with what's going on And sometimes people don't like that level of attention um, I'll give you an example Last season uh, When uh, when um, Inez Cantor And the Knicks parted ways um, The Nets were in conversation You had the Nets You had the Rockets You had the Celtics mm-hmm. You had the Blazers so Ultimately he signed with the Blazers uh, And there was a situation where I can tell you that the Nets considered it, but there were some things going on with him he and the Turkish government and the Nets did not want that type of attention surrounding uh their team. Right. Uh Sean Mark's as I said, coming out of, you know, a Spurs system, very comparatively Bill Belichick like mm-hmm. with the Patriots in the NFL. Um so, you know, to answer your question, do I see him coming with the Nets? Currently no, they don't have a roster spot. Do I see him coming with another team? He's kind of in a situation where, you know, if somebody gets hurt, sure, almost like the quarterback position in the NFL, right? So I think um, there are a lot of factors that go into it. And once there's a perception, you know, you look at Oklahoma City, he was the fourth option in Oklahoma uh, behind Westbrook, behind Paul George, and and arguably behind Steven Adams. You know, and then you go to Houston, you play 10 games. You're you're next to, you know, Harden and next to Paul. You know, so in 10 games, a team like the Rockets, who are very analytics-driven, um, you know, you ask questions, is he, is he, is he effective? You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you're an assistant coach or a head coach. How do you tell a guy with a resume like Carmelo Anthony, okay, come off the bench now versus, and he's better than most of those guys that are on that team. It, it's a perception thing. It's a, where he is age wise. And, and as I said, other stuff involved like marching and things like that could make people feel how they feel. Right. And, you know, you bring up Carmelo
2: and where, where he might end up playing one team we'll we'll go over to the, to the Knicks right now the Knicks Carmelo Anthony's former employer right goes out there and they they were all the media train everything like that hyped up Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and even Zion Williamson getting that number 1 overall pick media whiffed on all three and even you know Knicks management they came out this offseason and said that they wanted to build a team a certain way instead of having to spend money in free agency. They went out, they got a 23-year-old in Julius Randle. They got, Which I like that they, move. I like that move too. Julius Randle is arguably an up-and-coming player still, still young. Then you go out, you get Taj Gibson, you draft R.J. Barrett. You know, Scoop, I'll start off with you first. What's your take on, on this Knicks offseason, number one, and how do you project and, you know, see them – going about their business this year
3: well they didn't get KD and Kyrie which was their goal um but that that doesn't mean that they're I think that, that the Knicks can win 40 games this year um I think they'll be better than they were last year but I also do think as you mentioned Julius Randle I mean he can easily become a a, a, a uh, all-star in an Eastern Conference team that uh you know on, on the Scoop Eastern Conference B squad radio. so that's right. that's one two um you know, I talked to Kevin Knox. I talked to R.J. Barrett about that situation. And, you know, Kevin Knox basically assured me that the Knicks are fired up, the fact that they couldn't get those guys um, because they really thought that they had a legitimate chance to do so, particularly because of the interworkings of who's who and who knows what. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the Knicks also saves themselves from messing up their cap um next this coming off season is not going to be a huge um, money grab uh, cuz there's not really a lot of people around um, but I do think that R.J. Barrett, for example, does have a chance to be uh, the NBA's Rookie of the Year. I think Zion Williamson is, is in a clogged New Orleans Pelican system uh, that that with guys that have something to prove, and one Lonzo Ball and, and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart. So you and you got J.J. Reddick coming from Philadelphia. A lot of Sixers fans are are upset about that. Derek uh, Favors too. Yeah, Derek Favors. I, I really do think that the, the Pelicans do have a chance uh, to to kind of sneak in in a seventh or an eighth seed in, in a Wild Wild West. Right. Um, um, but, but to answer your question about the New York Knicks, um, I, I think that th- they are pr- preserving themselves long term. But I think the thing that really did genuinely mess up the Knicks was how it went in the draft. I mean, if the if the Lakers did not get that fourth pick in the draft, um, we might not be talking Anthony Davis and, 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 uh, and the Lakers. And in turn, nobody expected the Pelicans to get that first pick in the draft. So we'll be talking Zion Williamson still. Some of that stuff was... Blessings, luck, and just right place, right time. Right. And LeBron James's injury mm-hmm. uh, actually blessed the Lakers on the back end. Right. You know, so when you look at the Knicks situation, um, many people were presumptuous to think that they were just going to get the first overall pick. Uh, I think that the, all of those things considered placement and movement kind of were to their detriment when it, when it was all said and done. Right. Um, I, I can tell you this about, about Kevin Durant. Um, so free agency was like that Sunday. Uh, I I was speaking with someone who was in direct contact with Kevin Durant that Thursday and was saying he he had pretty much made up his mind that Thursday about the Brooklyn Nets. And you also look at some other factors involved. Uh, Kyrie was never coming to the Knicks. I I can tell you that I was on record in February letting people know that Kyrie Irving was joining the Brooklyn Nets uh, no matter what. So some could argue they were a package deal. Right. Um, And. I don't know everything that was going on behind the scenes, but mm-hmm. what I can tell you is um that th- those conversations about Kyrie and KD were 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 dated all the way back to like last summer. Uh and some things that I did uh, retroactively after free agency, right. but what I can tell you is it was related to the Knicks. KD was either going to go by himself or he was going to come to Brooklyn with Kyrie. Kyrie had made up his mind a while ago. Um, and, and then with the Knicks free agency stuff as well, Boston was actually something he was considering uh, returning to, I'll say, as, as as early or late as maybe fe- January, February. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were some other things that happened behind the scenes. But as it relates to Kevin Durant, I mean he's basically doing the same thing in Brooklyn, um that he would have done with the Knicks. Set out a year, come back and you know, maybe attract a bunch of people to come to Manhattan and, and it didn't happen that way. But right. yet and still what I say what I'll say about the Knicks is this. Um I do like what they did in the offseason, particularly um with uh former Bull, former wizard, uh potentially six man of the year. Gibson. No. Oh, uh, this is what happens when you're coming off a flight. It's okay. Uh, but basically, I, I've talked to a few Knicks, and basically Fisdale is preaching a lot. People are saying a lot. But I think it comes down to their point guard play. I think Dennis Smith is going to have a better season this year. I do think, yeah, I, think so. I, I, I think that uh, Frank Nielakina, uh realizes Dennis Smith is coming for his spot.
1: I think he's in better shape. Too. I
3: think he's in better shape, and I think playing and in, playing international play this off season mm-hmm. uh, was 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 to his good.
1: Oh, I meant Dennis Smith Jr. being in better shape. Oh, Dennis Smith. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Because yeah, when yes, he, yes. he kind of uh, almost stopped playing when, when like all that stuff happened with the Mavericks, he kind of lost his shape a little bit. And mm-hmm. He was coming back. Yeah,
3: yeah. But, but I also think that was trauma from the whole Luka thing. Yeah. You know, he and Carlisle were not getting along. Yeah, it wasn't a good situation. No. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that that was a culmination of just, uh, you know, this is my team. Now this is his team. This is a rookie. Like, where where are we in this whole process? And so, you know, I, I look at Dennis Smith Jr. with a fresh year, a fresh start. Yeah. Um, Super talented. Bobby Portis is who you think. thinking OG of, OG right? Bobby Portis. Thank you. Great. Bobby Portis. I talked to Bobby in July um, in Philly, yeah, mm-hmm. I was, and, and he talked about um, – the camaraderie. He said he and Fizdale were like on the phone every day since the day he signed. Uh, and I asked him what he knew about New York. You know, he's from Arkansas. And uh, he said, I don't know nothing about it, but I'm going to learn it. It's, it's, it's the level of personality. You look at Bobby Portis. I mean, he played in Chicago with Dwayne Wade. And um, I remember one time in practice, Wade questioned everybody's conditioning and productivity within their system. And he looked at, at Wade and said, well, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. He's a big health nut. Uh, (laughs) has a vegan diet and I I see him being in the league for a long time he wants to win six man of the year
2: right that's what you tell me Mm -hmm. that's pretty interesting man you talk about guys coming off coming off the bench and talking about Dennis Smith Jr obviously another guy that comes into mind is Frank Nilakita. the two years into the league FIBA Frank we right we know we know what's going on in the world of of the Knicks as far as where Nilakita ranks okay there have been rumors and everything like that going around with Neil Akita saying that, you know, the Knicks wanted to get rid of him. They wanted to trade him. They
3: did. They did. I, I, if you pay attention to my reporting um, in January. Right. I had two months, two weeks before the trade. Uh, Nilekita was – there were talks between the Mavericks and the Knicks about uh, Nilekita being part of that deal. right? Tim Hardaway was in that infrastructure mm-hmm. um, and as well, and they didn't, they didn't trade him. I think they ended up trading Trey Burke. Right. Dallas, if I'm not mistaken, in mm-hmm. that deal, uh, but I mean, you going back to a team where you were in trade rumors. That's that's like, okay, we we didn't want you, but come back. Like, who who wants to who wants to to be in that situation? That's so like Lamar got-
2: Odom and Paul Gasol all over again when they were almost about to trade him to trade him for CP3, and yeah. that deal didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, but but with Nila Akita now, with him being there. Do you see him starting or do you see him coming off the bench as a three three guy we talked over Frankie yeah we talked me and combo we talked uh talked about it before the show started, and we were talking about how Nilikita might start you know
3: okay, so then if that's the case do you should do you do you shift Dennis Smith to the two no you you keep him you know, at the one
1: yeah, I would. I, well, first of all, first and foremost, I didn't say that I would start Frank.
2: Out,
3: N- you talking yeah, about yeah, well, the unreleased? I, I recorded
1: stuff. a podcast with Alan Hahn, MSG. Okay, now, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not even out yet. It'll probably be out tomorrow. Combo score, Podcast Review subscribe. Plug, right, plug,
3: plug, 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 plug. But um, yeah, he <laughs> likes
1: the idea of Dennis uh, Frank at the two. Now, Frank know,
3: Nielkeen if, at the two. Yeah,
1: I, I'm not sure. I like the idea. I know I do like DSJ at the one though, and I think he's gonna have a great season. I think he should be their starting point guard. Me personally, that's what I think. Um, the rest of the team, that's for the Knicks coaching staff. So do side. you start...
3: All right, so Okay, so if you're starting Dennis Smith at the one and Neela Keene at the two, do you start Barrett at the three?
1: Yes, I would. You know, it's funny. Allen said he wouldn't even start Barrett. I would start Barrett at the three. Actually, you know what? I would start Barrett at the two. I don't even think I would start Frank, to be honest. But Allen's thing is that they have to give... Frank a chance and see what it is, and then of course you know? you,
3: you ran out the top five with Randall at the four yeah. and Mitchell Robinson at the five. Yeah, I yeah. really like Mitchell Robinson this summer. Oh, yeah. I, I watched his game in, in the summer, summer league, league and yeah. he added a solid jumper. Yeah, uh, his oh, his, his dribble is amazing, but I, I mean he's a
1: rim runner. He could protect the you know protect the rim. You need a guy like that in the team. A
3: more
2: polished episode. Tyson Chandler. Oh. Yeah. What do you yeah. got? What do you guys think of uh, Alfred Payton coming over?
1: I like his game. I like Alfred Payton. I always have liked him. He's one of those kind of guys. Uh, he's athletic, but his game's not necessarily Predicated off athleticism, you know, pace and space. Right. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. And the hairdo got to go, but
2: the hairdo is a he part of what Elev- Oh, he, cut, oh, it? he cut, cut it. Oh, he cut
1: okay. it. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll add this did about. He, did he cut it like after the season? Yeah. Okay. That's why I don't. That's why I didn't see it yet. Mm. I've,
3: I've watched Alfred's development over the last couple of years, and and Sean, I don't want to take away from your 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 talk time. I, I hear you in the background. You're quiet. Your you're Like when they gonna let us talk? good. But what I'll say.
4: i <laughs> No, 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 sorry, sorry.
3: No, gentlemen first.
4: Um, what I was gonna say in terms of the Knicks was, a funny uh, story, guys. I was at a, I was at a BBQ's two Thursdays ago and I paid the bill, I'm getting ready to leave and who do I see even there with this beautiful ass girl? Kyle Gibson, real humble dude, shook my hand. Uh, you know, I didn't ask him for a pick cause he was, you know, like with his girl, but you know, at the same time, you know, real humble guy. I wish he would've came to the Nets. But he said he's always always been a fan of the Knicks. Blah blah blah. But he's a if guy, right? Listen to the show. Yeah, he's from Brooklyn. It was great. I uh, meet you, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um but I mean, in terms of of the Knicks, I mean, look, they made the best out of this hand that was dealt because they thought they were getting they they were getting Kevin Durant. Obviously, they thought they were getting the Kyrie, even even though us uh, and you are on the same page. I never thought Kyrie was going there from day one. That was like. He's been a lifelong Nets fan. He's going to go to the Knicks. Like, that just didn't make um, uh, sense there. But they did what they could. They spent the cash on who they thought they could spend, spend, um, uh, spend it on. And the good thing is that the Knicks can trade these guys for a pick or two or for a player or two if they become bad, which a lot of people think they will. So, I mean, at the end of the day, did they strike the home run? No, but I don't think the Knicks are struck out. I think they got... Mm. Uh, some guys that could, you know, form a, you know, 30, 35-win team. And, you know, after the top, you know, three, four teams in the East, the East may not be as good as it's been the past couple of um, uh, seasons. So I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team, but I don't think the Knicks are going to be nearly as bad as people think they are just because they didn't get the two or three guys that they thought they were going to get during the um, uh, summertime.
2: And to add to your point, Sean, you know you look at who the coach is, it's David Fisdale. this guy was in Memphis, and nobody, and I mean nobody really gave Memphis a chance and they were right they were right on the cusp of making it to the NBA Finals and win, you know winning games in the playoffs with with teams that were so good so hard nosed and and everything like that. but there's there's still a lot of a lot of things that ultimately go on. Within within this place, you know, Fizdale has that grind mentality. The Knicks right now, with the roster in place, they have that that mentality there with guys there like Mitchell Robinson, like Kevin Knox, like Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton can play some good defense when he wants to. Nilakita is also a guy; is a three and D guy. The, the how tail, tall is he? He's like six five. I you know that's another thing too. yeah, Nilakita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's another thing. Like the guy has like a seven foot wingspan. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't teach that. You know? And if he comes into his own this year and he puts the past stuff behind him, it can work out for the Knicks. But if not, who knows what might happen over here. But with Fizdale as coach.
1: You gotta knock down catch and shoot threes. That's a big part of it. Right. You know, especially if he wants to play the two in the league. The defense is there already, obviously. Just about knocking that down. Really. Right, right. You know, get up and he could get up and down the court. Just got to knock down threes.
2: What's your take on what's your guys' take on Kevin Knox?
1: I, you know, I always talked about this. He looks like a guy, like just from the outside looking in, that should be a great NBA player. You know, he, he's he got good size. He could. Sh- it looks like he could shoot the three. Mm-hmm. It looks like he could guard multiple positions. But is he actually efficient? That's my question. Like, right. can he actually really knock down threes, or he just look, like looks like a guy that should fit in the modern NBA? You know.
3: Um. I think I, I I'm not calling him great, but I think I think greats take time to develop, and I think you went from a system with the Knicks last year that you know dealt with faces that we didn't recognize to like guys who are staying the course and who want to be there. Right. I think he's a sol- i think he's a key tool in the School shed or a, a solid role player uh, within a system. Am I ready to call him an all star? No. Um, but I think even when you look back at the Knicks in the nineties, John Starks was hard to figure out and, and hard to place for a while. He did mm-hmm. make an all star team and, you know, he did compliment Ewing Starks or excuse me, Ewing, Mason and, and all those other guys well. Yeah. I think it takes time. Um that being said, uh, I think that second generation athletes his dad having played college basketball at Florida State, playing football there, I, I think there is a development there that's different than person who just comes in and, and, and you know is the only person ever to play. And so I think that transition this year will be better. His sophomore season will be better than his first year. What were you going to say?
1: No, I was thinking, so if you're a second-generation guy, do you feel like you should give them more of a chance? Because there's more potential. Look at Steph Curry.
3: Nobody was checking for Steph Curry like that. No, that's true. You know, and look at Kobe. I mean, people gave
1: up on Steph Curry before his career even started.
3: Yeah, and then you you look at guys like Kobe. I mean, Kobe. People knew he was good. Jerry West knew how good he was. His dad, you know, to this day, I, I know Jelly still has good footwork. Um, but I, yeah. it took time for Kobe to, to to develop into that. But I think his mental was ahead of uh, ahead of the curve. Those guys see yeah. things differently.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it is because they grow up watching it, and yeah. even not even the stuff on the court, off the court, just being a professional, seeing how you handle the media. I think all that helps when you're a second generation guy. Mm-hmm.
2: Having having two two all, with Kobe in Kobe's case, uh, having two all stars in front of him and Nick Van Exel and Eddie Jones at that time mm-hmm. really kind of helped him out too in his growth. You know coming off the bench, being a sixth man everything like that. So that helped out Kobe yeah. in being one of the greats. But with Kevin Knox, man, with what I see with Kevin Knox, here's a physical specimen. Here's a guy
3: that had pound-for-pound pound muscles, 6'8", was he 240? Played his tail off in Kentucky in his right. long year. I think was the player of the year in that in that conference or, yeah. the, or rookie of the year or whatever that is. <laughs> Play played his position well. Right, it takes time. Absolutely. You, listen, you you go from being, going to a a winning program under co- Coach John Calipari to coming to the Knicks and having to figure everything out and losing.
2: Right, and that's and that's also too, Like what many what many pro athletes look at, they come from winning from every level, high school, you know, college, and now yeah, you yeah. come to the pros and you see that you know you you got to deal with losing. It's tough. It's tough for a lot of athletes to handle. Mm-hmm. You know. Sean, I know you want to talk One about of the, this.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that, and I think Scoop, in terms of Kevin Knox, Scoop, Scoop, you said the perfect word, position. Is Kevin Knox a three? Is he a four? Is he a two? Because he played all of three of those last year. And I think in this new age of the league where you have positionless uh, a basketball, not Every player can adjust to that. There are some guys that just want to be a three. They want to be a four. They want to be a two. They want to be a one. They want to be a five. So on and so forth. Kevin Knox, he strikes me as that type of a guy that... I'm not saying that he's slow, because obviously when you have a family that played the game, you know the game. But Kevin Knox doesn't strike me as the type of guy that he'll be comfortable one game, he's playing the three. Next game, he's playing the 4 Next game. He's playing the two. I think if the coaching staff allows him to focus on the two, the three or the four for right now for this season, maybe for next. Let him get um uh, comfortable and then let the position and stuff come because what I saw from Kevin Knox was a lack of uh um, uh confidence. Like like he would have some wide open shots, twenty foot shots, three pointers and there'll be brick left and brick right and I'm just like kinda like school um I said when he was in school, those were nothing but net, knocking those down, confidence rising up, knocking on a shot. So I think Kevin Knox can be good, but I think the Knicks have to be very careful because if they misuse him this season and or next, he'll be a bust and he won't be on that team. And I
1: think, yeah, I think, I mean, he has the skill set to be an NBA player. I don't know what intangibles he has. To, like, what are those things that he brings that don't really show up in the stat sheet? I haven't really figured that out from him as well. Um, I think we're right.
3: still figuring him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like an Ant Oliver, right? Like he could shoot the three and he could guard most positions, but like his intangibles are just—I I love Ant Tolliver by the way. Like I love his game. He's mm-hmm. been I don't, around for a minute. Yeah, like I—I I think he's super underrated. You know, when you take intangibles into consideration, I don't know which intangibles Kevin Knox actually
3: has. He's one of those guys that I think is going to end up being like, not position wise, but just hear what I'm saying. P.J. Brown played in the league for a long time. I've heard yeah. p- coaches say, "Man, if I could replace ten P.J. Browns and put him on a team, I would because he's coachable. He could, he could. You know, I remember in fantasy basketball, I could put him between positions three through five. He doesn't hurt you. Kevin Knox, to me, is going to be one of those guys that's going to stay around in the league for a long time because he's vocal and because he 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 doesn't hurt you. He's he, kind of what I hear you saying is he's a standard issue guy. Yeah, he doesn't hurt you." He doesn't damage you. He helps you in certain situations. I see him kind of being like a. a um, uh, what's the dude that just signed with the Lakers that played for the Nets last season that was going at it with Ben Simmons and it'd be called him a nobody? Uh, Jared Dudley. Yes. I I see him as a Jared Dudley. I mean, there were times during his career with Charlotte. He definitely
1: has some more physical talents. Yes. 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 But
3: that that locker room presence you see, when people start using those phrases like locker room presence and things like that, to me, that just says that he's been a vet for a long time. He has a vet presence about him. But now I think in his sophomore year, it's about proving what you can do. Because I think the other thing is, I think Alonzo Trier is trying to prove that last season wasn't a fluke. Right. He came out of nowhere undrafted. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, to be successful, with the Knicks Um, you don't have to be a star player I think the Knicks kind of have in my opinion taken on an identity similar to Memphis when when Fisdale was there he was able to coach with, with not a ton of maybe star power I mean he did have Gasol yeah, but at this, And he did have Conley, but the role players were, were helpful, too. Zach Randall. Right. Zach think, Randall. I
1: think David Fisdale is going to have some tough decisions because I think some of these guys who can't play together, a lot of them need the basketball. Mm-hmm. DSJ needs the basketball. RJ, I don't really see him as an off-the-ball basketball player. Um, who did you just mention? I just forgot that that he's Portis? not off-the-ball. No, um, Isozo. He needs the basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these guys together, I don't know. If that's a great, if that's a conducive mix even winning, even
3: Morris to winning basketball, even Morris, still. yeah, but Morris, well,
1: Morris, is a Morris don't. You got to get the ball to Morris. These guys actually Morris is him. not
3: even supposed to be here.
0: Yeah.
3: Without going into too much detail, um, what I will tell you is the, the the Spurs wanted him heavily, so did the Clippers, mm-hmm. and there were some things that went on behind the scenes where certain folks whose names I won't mention were making him wait making those teams wait and he got pulled into that nick situation. Right. And what I'll say is um he has a Rashid Wallace presence to me and I don't think it's within that team like vocal leader loud and it's not just cuz they from Philly.
1: Yeah, Rashid was was a different level player though. Yes. Like as a basketball player. Yes,
3: but I I think that that team overall they have a lot of characters. They had you got to make Rashid, it fit. I
1: think Rashid had almost Hall of Fame talent.
3: He did have Hall of Fame Yeah, talent. that's what I'm saying. I think he was a trendsetter and ahead of yeah, his time. Yeah. I think what you're seeing, guys like Carl Anthony Towns, do as far as inside outside the box. Yeah. Um, and
1: speaking of intangibles, he don't have Rashid Wallace's intangibles from what I see now. It's too so ta- early. Who you talking Kat. about? Cat.
3: You know what I'm gonna tell you about Cat that I that I enjoy. I think Jimmy. When we look back five to ten years from now, Jimmy will get credited for making him a better player because he met that that season in Minnesota made him tougher. Yeah, but she also to but she was
1: always was came in the tough.
3: But you got to remember something: Carl Towns is twenty three years old. Did yeah, you know yeah. that? Yeah, he's young, and so I think that that develop you forget because he's so tall. Yeah. I think that that season under Tibbs, that season, um, yeah. even the foundation. So this is what I'll tell you: when Carl Towns was drafted, I was with him at the Barclays Center, and he got a phone call. Mm-hmm. It was from Flip Saunders. And as they were sitting on the phone talking, he told Flip on the phone, we're going to bring you a championship. The jury's still out if that's going to happen. But that spirit of Flip Saunders has always been with Carl. I think, again, Carl, like Knox, both went to a situation where they were in winning programs and they've gone up and down, more so Carl because he's been in the league longer, mm-hmm. with wins or not. That Timberwolves team was supposed to be what the Milwaukee Bucks are now. You had the pieces, they lacked mental toughness. And I think that that was what Jimmy Butler, as toxic as he's accused of being, brought to that team, they just couldn't get it done because those guys were younger than Jimmy and they couldn't figure out what it is. So now you ask the question, does he? Does, does Carl stay? He just signed that that extension last summer. Right? Does he end up staying in year four or mm-hmm. year three or does he request a trade? It's... It's going to be interesting,
2: right? And you know, we also too, like you look at what's going on with with the Knicks right now. They're in an like you said, Scoop earlier on. They're in an interesting place because a lot of people have written off this team and being bottom dwellers. I know you mentioned the fact that they might be a 30-40 win team, or you know, might make might make some noise they for that eight spot. What were they, Seventeen last year, yeah, yeah. the Knicks, so, something like that. As far as their record goes, it was. I know we all know it was under five hundred.
3: Man, I was in Man. Chicago the day that the, the day that Magic Johnson stepped down with the Lakers. The Knicks were playing the Bulls in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I was at that game, and the Bulls were resting Levine. They were resting. Uh, I mean, they had Ryan Diacono playing. They had uh, Wendell Carter Jr. was out. You had all those guys that were you know that were that were in the Bulls system that were out, and then you had the Knicks who you know were dealing with injuries themselves. And it was just a pitiful game to watch. Right, you know, with the Knicks struggling themselves like it was like the two one of the two worst teams in the nba playing mm-hmm. um and i think that if you're a guy like kevin knox or you're a guy like alonzo cheer you watch games like that and you and you think towards the future um and i think that the knicks are not done i think they wanted to make a big splash this summer we, we could talk about it till we're blue in the face right but i think at the end of the day you get you you get what you got and i think that they need to figure something i also do think that in i also look at this nba season more than any other off season where the things that people couldn't get off in the summer are gonna carry over mid season right. trade wise. Uh you look at the Miami Heat for example, I, I, as I reported in July, you know, the the, the Heat are very interested in, in, in Chris Paul still. Uh and one of the biggest bargaining chips that couldn't fall in place for uh the Thunder where that they wanted Tyler Hero. Um and so you look at that He's be a good NBA player. Exactly. Yeah. And so when you comparatively when you look at the Knicks organization you got all those guys there for a reason. So right. it makes you wonder, is that going to be part of a trade package? Like, like I can tell you that, um, in the offseason, uh, the, the, the Pelicans and the Knicks were talking, but they were talking like trade deadline, January, February, as was Denver and the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned before, the Lakers got lucky with, you know, the fourth pick that they were able to trade, right. you know, but I can tell you that, you know, Kuzma was thrown in the conversation. It didn't end up happening. I know there was a three team trade where, you know, uh, Zach Levine was mentioned with the Bulls as really? well. So you know, when you look at the Knicks right now, that that can't possibly the, be the team as is. They're, yeah. they're they're definitely looking to move some of those other guys, I would imagine. Real quick, guys, as far as
1: I want to I ask, you one question. Go ahead. And this is this is how I feel. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, a locker room with Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler in it, man. So many things could go crazy. Uh, like, how do you feel about that?
3: They they resigned. Um, Eric Spolcher to a longer term deal. He's yeah. used to dealing with with personalities, and the thing is, when you look at Chris Paul, this might be his last best chance yeah. after Houston and didn't make it to the finals.
1: So you think they could look at each other like, "We got to get this done now." I Jimmy think, I think,
3: I think game recognizes game. I use yeah. the Timberwolves situation as an example with Towns. Uh, that that level of thinking with with Butler didn't resonate with the Timberwolves locker room, but in a Miami Heat locker room where there's a mixture of youth and vets... Mm-hmm. it might be perceived a little differently. Yeah,
1: I think both of them could be successful, but I just don't know about together. Like, I think they could both be successful in the right situation in a locker room, but then you put them it together, it's like so many things could happen. You know what I mean?
3: I mean, the, the, I think when you look at that situation with that team, you know, there's guys like uh, their point guard um, that were, were looking, to, there, there was a chance that that could have been a, a move that could have been made to bring in the, the, to with Dallas and the Sixers to get in mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler. Um, so th- there are expendable pieces there. I, in the summertime in July, it's a little quiet now. There was interest in, you know, bringing in DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, I spoke to uh, a source close to Cousins who said that, you know, before he signed with the Lakers, that that was something that he was really considering and could revitalize his career. I wish he would have done it. Um, and then you look at the Melo situation. I, I have heard in the summertime that the, that, that conversation is not is is not talked about anymore of him, you know, signing with the Heat. Right. You yeah. know, so th- I think if you bring in a Chris Paul, if you trade to get Chris Paul and you have Jimmy there and you bring in Melo. That's something that could be looked at as well. But it, it, the, the, the NBA season is going to become a, a trade show uh, come, like, Christmas time. Yeah, and you mentioned Wh- the Bulls.
1: The Bulls got some guys who I think could be potential all-stars. Zach Levine. Right. Wendell Carter.
3: Yeah. Uh, Wendell told me he, want, he he wanted to create his own offensive move. Defensively, you know what he can do.
1: And Mark Conan. Yes. Yeah, those guys are three potential all-stars.
2: Before we move on to the Bulls in our whole NBA preview, okay, I want to get your guys – Record take predictions for the Knicks and the Nets and where they end up this year.
1: Well, I like the Nets over the Knicks, um, but I think Julius Randle's gonna have a great season. I think DSJ's gonna have a great season. I think they're gonna have some bright spots in the Knicks. I mean, I th- but the Nets are gonna. I mean, the Nets are a playoff team. The Nets are gonna be, I think, fourth or fifth in and, the East.
2: And Com- in combo's mind, do the Knicks make it to the playoffs? No. Okay. Yeah. Nets do though, obviously. Nets
1: do. I think at four, if I you know. Sixers, Celtics, and Bucks? I think will be above them.
2: Um, yeah, I got them at four.
1: I think the Bulls have a better chance to sneak into the playoffs than the Knicks, in my
3: opinion.
2: They got a lot of young talent over there. You gotta yeah. see what happens. Yeah. How about you, Scoop? Where do you see the Knicks um, and the Nets I think
3: from? the Knicks can win 40 games. I'd yeah. say between 38 and 40 games yeah. this season. Yeah. That's a lot win. of games. Yeah. I'd say 30, 38 to 40 to protect myself. But what I'll say is when I look at the Nets, um, they look good on paper. And... I get real antsy these days about predictions because when you look at the Warriors last season, nobody expected the turmoil between Draymond and, and KD and and DeMarcus Cousins going down and, uh, you know, Steph Curry hurting himself and Klay Thompson. So I, I think that the Nets have a chance. I think they're definitely a top five, top six team. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say five. Um and it all depends on which Kyrie Irving we're getting. Uh, healthy Kyrie Irving is what I what I hope. Um and and I think that they can make some noise in the Eastern Conference and in the Atlantic division where you know people are wondering what's gonna happen with Toronto without Kawhi Leonard. Right.
2: They bet, might they bet, might be like the ninety eight Bulls, ninety eight, ninety nine bulls afterward when they lost down on Jordan. Better, so see what happens. speaking of the
3: Bulls better record, Bulls or Knicks. Um I like that they added Daddy's Young. I like that they added Kobe White. Yeah, but, I like
1: Kobe White. I liked him in Summer League, he but played
3: really well. It's hard for me to say because I have not seen the Bulls together. Um I've mm-hmm. seen uh, I've seen some iteration of the Knicks last season and it wasn't impressive. Um and
1: the Summer League didn't look too well
3: for the Bulls and
1: they, no Knicks. Right. And Kn- The last two and games they had rotation guys playing.
3: The last yeah. two games you to saw RJ Barrett go off and, yeah, and he got, got those better, things, got better. but but it, it's a it's an 82 game season plus yeah. playoffs, so to answer your question, um I like the Bulls because I think injuries is what really were to their detriment last season. Yeah, you know, like uh, Zach Levine is is is, is talking to him this summer. He really um, is he looking hard. He too. works his tail off, yeah, and he, he you know hard. in the off season, he's worked out with Jamal Crawford. Um, he's worked with um, uh, uh, Markel Fultz, Some of those other guys, all those guys with Seattle ties. Um, I don't know the Knicks that we're getting right now as yeah. far as just how it all. Meshes on paper right yeah that
1: youth that athleticism and, and that work ethic together for Zach Levine it's like he's going to be a great NBA player I think one day he'll be an all-star
2: I I listen I hope so too but I hope Jim Boylan the head coach for the Chicago Bulls can ultimately bring things together for the Bulls for the Knicks I feel as if they're right there as far as that eight seed I agree with Scoop in that regard they can go out there and play their style of of ball as far as Bringing the hard hat and the lunch pail to work because those guys, they had big bodies and they're going to be playing a physical type of basketball, night in and night out at MSG and around the country when they travel. So they can definitely be there for it.
3: With if, go ahead. if I can inject something, I I think that when you look at the Bulls, um, one of the things that it, it, it was a question mark for me heading into the off season. Um, that has kind of resurfaced again is what Jim Boylan's going to do with his point guard rotation. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris Dunn wasn't what we thought he would be. Um, And I think that you add Kobe White, but he's still a rookie. Um, I think that the point guard position... It's really what's going to be the, be the end-all, be-all. I, I, you look at Ryan Archie Diacono, he's a guy that came out of nowhere, um, if you will. Um, I, I think that I'd like to sign him to an extension this summer. Um, I, I think that uh, Kobe White did. He told my boy Josh Hicks uh, in Chicago that uh, the Bulls can be a playoff team. That, that's, that's ballsy for a point guard to say um, who hasn't played a lick of, of a regular season uh, basketball. But I like his, I like his confidence. Um, he's a good player. He's a good yeah. player out of North Carolina, correct? Yes, yes. And, um, you know, I, I like Zach Levine and, you know, hasn't put up those type of – last season, those numbers he put up, I don't think anybody in a Bulls uniform has put up that balance of points, rebounds, and assists since Michael Jordan himself. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously we know what Derrick Love And it went did. under the radar.
1: Not a lot of people talked about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be
3: interesting, particularly because you know the All Star Game is in Chicago this season, and you know, you know, we we talked about potential slam dunk contest participations. Anytime a, a city has is hosting a, an All Star Game, yeah, you want that city's starter to represent. You saw it in Charlotte last year with Kemba, and you know, I, I think I Zach's think...
1: the favorite if he's in it. Yes, yeah. yes, he's, he's elite when it comes to dunking the basketball. Yeah.
2: Uh, absolutely, with the Nets, I think they'll be a top a top team. Maybe a top 3 team with the talent that's there in place right now. They're deep at every position. They Wait, are
1: Celtics, Sixers and Bucks, you got them over those
2: guys. With the Celtics, Kemba's got to prove a lot. And I love Kemba. I love his hard-nosed mentality and everything like that that has gone on with him and signing with Boston. But there's still a lot of can he can they can they lead? Can they, you know, win? I heard that,
1: Gordon's been looking good out there.
2: That—that's the thing. Can he play without the Swear basket on
1: the streets? Will
2: absolutely. But can he play without the basketball? You know oh. what I mean? Gordon Hayward and of course he can. But I'm saying though, with that, it, thats all he did last year. There's a lot of there's a lot of things going on, you know, up in Boston. You know what I mean? I
3: feel like I think Gordon Hayward gets more touches this year because Al Horford is gone. Yeah, that's well, a good, I, that's a bold prediction. And the
1: combination
3: of Kyrie being gone, Kyrie being gone, but I also think Cantor picks up and where he left off at, uh, in Portland. I, I always thought in was underrated, very underrated. Yeah, absolutely. He's and a bucket. He's a straight bucket. Now, it all has to fuse together. Um, I think Kimba being an East Coast guy playing a little bit closer to home, still in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
1: it's also close to his college home.
3: There you go. In, in that UConn. area, UConn. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think that. Kimba in Boston is going to surprise a lot of people because Kimba, to me, last season when you look at point guard positions, when you look at Kemba Walker, you look at Damian Lillard, everybody was being compared to um, Steph Curry. I feel like they, I feel like they debunked that cheat code with Steph being out and with the Warriors figuring out or people figuring out that the Warriors could actually be beat with KD, and of course KD was hurt, etc. But I think when you look at Kemba Walker, he has something to prove, man. Like seriously, yeah. like in Charlotte, it was a smart move to leave Charlotte because, like, Charlotte is not going to be a team to be watching this year. But I do like the fact that uh, Ter- Terry is there, Terry Rozier. He yeah. has something to prove. Yeah, I feel like when you look at the Boston Celtics this year, the thing about Kemba Walker is it doesn't just have to be him playing. In years past, you depended solely on his offense. I mean. You were making. I mean, you were there during the Hornets and the Bobcats regime. I mean, he's had guys, and no disrespect to those guys. If I'm not mistaken, he's played with the Stephen Jackinsons. He's played with the the Jarrett Dudleys. He's played with. But like, who do you have that's like a bona fide star or all star on your team next to you? Canada's not an all star, but Canada's got heart. Well,
1: Gordon Hayward, if he comes back to well, Utah Jazz, Gordon, well, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah all- yes. yes.
2: Also, yeah. also, too, having a guy like Michael Jordan there as the owner and. Trying to learn a couple of things from him does help out Kemba in a sense, you know what I mean. So that that always helps him out, especially well, now. You, he was doing work at UConn before, yeah. Uh, well,
3: I, right, but I'm saying, but I'm <laughs> saying though, in all general, all hallows too. <laughs> all right, hallows, right. hallows I'm sorry, right. Right. You're, right. Yeah. you're right,
2: you're right, right. But it all adds in, it all adds course, into the equation of trying helps. to build up a basketball player, and especially with Kemba's resume, you yeah. know, it really does help him out a lot. Um, I want to get your take on. Th- you know, the top 16 teams, top eight from each conference, obviously. Uh, so, Andrew, I'll start it off with you. Who are the top eight teams, in your opinion, that might make in it the to... In the whole league? In no, each no in, in each conference.
1: In the East and the West? Yeah. In the East and the West. I mean, I told you, I already spoke to this before, the Sixers are a top team. Mm-hmm. I think the Sixers are going to come out the East if they stay healthy. Uh, the Bucks, the Celtics, I uh, like the Bulls towards the end, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um you know who's going to be good? Uh, Indiana. They got yeah. Olin Depot back.
2: They, they they always they always play good. Yeah. Miles is going to play well, too. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, and you know, and I talked about this before. When you're coming off Team USA, even though it didn't finish the way you wanted to, you're always in rhythm that next season. Mm-hmm. You know you hit the floor running.
2: Even Sabonis, too. Sabonis um, is a good guy, too, if you're Indiana.
1: You know who's not going to be bad? Orlando. Mo Bamba's been playing good in preseason.
2: Right. Aaron Gordon's um, still there, too.
1: Aaron Gordon's still there. And they got, uh, what's the kid from Europe's name? Are you talking about Vucevic? Yeah, yeah, he's Nikola good. Vucevic. Yeah, they got a good team. I mean, Jimmy Butler going to take the heat to, the, to a new level, I think. I said, I mean, I, I don't know if him and Chris Paul would be great for the locker room, but I think Jimmy by himself actually could be conducive to a locker room when, you know, his work ethic, he was just in the gym,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, 3 a.m., you know, Ma- Miles followed him, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of good teams in the East. It's obviously not the West, but I, I would say I, I picked eight right there, right? Am I missing somebody? I'm probably missing
3: somebody.
2: Brooklyn?
1: Brooklyn. I,
3: no, I said I said Brooklyn. Yeah. So you yeah. said you said um Magic, n- no particular order. No Atlanta particular Magic, order. Boston. Well, I, I, my
1: top three is uh Sixers, Milwaukee uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee and Celtics. Yeah. Okay. 18, yeah.
2: Okay. And in the Western conference? I
1: would say actually Celtics over Milwaukee. Okay. They lost Brogdon.
2: Yeah, Brogdon's Braden, a huge loss too, somewhat.
1: But the way you say, it, you don't feel like it's a huge loss. He's a huge loss.
3: And, but I, oh, he's a huge loss. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I think. The, I think defensively, uh, the Bucks got better. I think that that Robin Lopez signing was was very underrated. Yeah, um, you don't replace Brogdon in that way, but you do bring Brook. You do bring Brook back, um, and you know they have a I lot th- of teams are going bigger if you haven't noticed: Sixers,
1: mm-hmm. Lakers, Bucks. It could be a big, yo! Know, it could be a big man finals. Ray
3: Allen told me back in February um, that he believes that the role of the big man is going to make a return. This is coming from a shooter. Yeah. Um, well, all
1: smart people know that trends, you know, they come full circle. For sure. Yeah. For
3: sure. I think yeah. you know the the the, um, the 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 Warriors introduced the world to that small ball, uh, which made got Draymond Green a big payday. Uh, and now it, he's
1: listed at six five out of nowhere. Right? Uh, come on
3: now, <laughs> but we knew this already. So you know, so I, I look at that situation with you know with, with, with the big man. You, know, you look at Taco Fall, uh, a guy he's playing well preseason, yeah man. But we knew this already. People think that it's like you got to recondition yourself. Uh, I asked Shaq uh, about Taco Fall. I said, hey, what you think of Taco Fall? He said, I like tacos, uh, <laughs> but I think that he, he he agrees with that theory from Ray Allen. He thinks that the role of the big man will will make a return. Right, Western Conference for you. Western
1: Conference, man. You know what? The Lakers showed me a lot in that preseason game. I know you got to take preseason games with a grain Grain of salt. salt. You got to take it with a grain of salt, but I watch for like small things like the way LeBron is moving. That's what I want to look at. When I'm watching a preseason, I'm looking at things like, like, how's he moving? He was moving fluidly, and I think he was even moving more fluid than last season. Um, And I think the X factor for the Lakers is going to be Danny Green because they need him to space the floor, and they don't have many other knockdown shooters. I know Danny Green went through a spurt with Toronto when he wasn't knocking them down. If he could go through a spurt throughout the playoffs where he's knocking down threes, I really think they could win the championship. I think they win the championship, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, Clippers obviously like load management. Maybe their regular season won't be as good as some of the other teams if they really load manage Kawhi and Paul George. who else we got in the West? Who else we got in the West? Portland. Portland is you know, they're always gonna be there. Dame Lillard.
2: Jazz. He's killing
1: he just killed Shaq twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jazz. Uh, jazz. Who won that battle? Scoop? Well well Dame has two Dame has two songs now and Shaq only has one. So it's kinda hard to judge. But Dame's a better rapper. He's so a better rapper.
3: I was with Dame last month and I asked him, I said, if LeBron is the Jay-Z of the NBA, who was Dame Lillard? He said he's J. Cole. Um, like that. I'll be honest with you. I did not listen to the diss tracks. I did see snippets of it. Um, Dame is nice. Dame like is can, nice. He uh,
1: could really rap. Like I think if he what like if nobody even knew Dame played basketball, he could make money off rapping.
3: He could. Yeah, um, he's legit. Shaq huh? is the fifty cent of the NBA, meaning his punchlines and and, and and his <laughs> That's true and That's and his true. and his and his ability. To, his bars are a little outdated, though. right? <laughs> and his ability to go beneath the belt he's got it but I think if we're going based off of bars and anti-mumble rap I could see why the young younger generation would say Damian Lillard without a question yeah, but yeah, exactly. I'm partial Shaq is my guy uh, okay. But at yeah. the same time, it's good for the NBA more than anything else. Right. Um, I think that I think that um, the fact that we're talking about a rap battle before this regular season has started has shown you how far the game has come. Yeah. And uh, I think it's great for entertainment and, and to bring everybody together. I mean, he and Marvin Bagley, I know that that was a I – I was paid more attention to that. That was a uh, – He's a, playing well
1: in our preseason too. Yeah. yeah. There you go.
3: Yeah. There
2: you go. Who are your other teams in the Western Conference? Who are
1: Utah, Denver? Right. I like. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows Michael Conley. He's going to really help. De- he's going to really help yeah. them. Uh, Utah. U- Utah. Yeah. Um, who else we got that I'm missing? So we got. So we got Clippers, Lakers, Utah. We got Denver, Portland, S- Portland. I think the Spurs could sneak in there.
2: Five. That's more than five. Will I got five? I counted five. But. Okay. Listen, I, I may be wrong.
1: Combo score math. We do it differently. All right. No, nah, no. Nah. Um, who else we got? Who else we got? Throw some throw some teams at me.
2: Uh, Minnesota? You think Minnesota's a no. team? No. Hell
1: no. I, I think Spurs over Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Um, who are we missing? We're missing somebody, though.
2: Sacramento? Young team coming up? I don't think so. They were right there. So. They were right we're there in- on the cusp of it last year on on the playoffs.
3: The Thunder? Yeah. Mm-mm. Hell No. <laughs> you know, but I will tell you what, honestly, they're a young, entertaining team. I think that once whatever happens, Chris, Chris Paul happens, that that will uh, that will assuredly become um, Shea Gilgis Alexander's team. Which I, I'm a fan of Shea Gilgis Alexander, right. uh, having played on that Clippers team in the playoffs last year and soaking up a whole bunch of game. Um, but that that team is on the rebuild. Is on the rebuild. Did they trade the power forward too from the Clippers in that deal?
2: From Paul George, you know who I'm talking about—the the guy that went number 12 the with... didn't
1: trade anybody
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> no they really gave up a lot of picks you know they I mean? only
2: gave up a lot of picks it was like
1: 4 or 5 picks. yeah they gave yeah. up a lot of they and didn't get... lose too much I'll tell mm-hmm. you that I mean they lost Gallo yeah they lost Gallo but besides mm-hmm. that I... they didn't lose anybody I
2: was no I, I thought they gave up oh, that they lost power it, right? that power forward
1: Shemmett's still in LA oh so they're okay. good then yeah. I'm yeah. probably thinking of Gallo Damn, the numbers but... really didn't lose anybody and they gained Paul George and Kawhi it's crazy yeah that's insane.
3: Yeah.
2: But who, who? Dallas. Another team. You talk about your boy Doncic all the time.
1: That's who I forgot.
2: So are they going to make it? I forget Doncic? Are they going to yeah, make it? they're going to make it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, Porzingis got to stay healthy. Yeah. Right, it's the let biggest Let me ask you thing. a question. And I asked this on my Instagram stories. Do you guys feel if Porzingis stays healthy, he's a bona fide superstar in the NBA?
3: No. No? Mm-mm. Why not? Because I don't think everybody's meant to be a superstar. And I think... Well that, he, is, true. He that is true. He doesn't he doesn't he he strikes me as a star. Uh, I think Luka Doncic is a superstar. There's Doncic, just yeah. a certain there's a certain swagger to Of course you do. Of course there's a certain swagger that 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 Doncic has, but I also think he was brought in to be the Dirk replacement. Doncic. Yeah. Uh Porzingis at okay. the power forward. Not impact like Doncic, but oh, okay, positioning okay. on the floor. Right. Yeah. As far as a big I, as a as a big f- three, I four, agree five. Right. I right. agree but with that. But as far as as far as like the man, Doncic is in his own lane. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. You do you get what I'm saying? Oh, of course. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, everybody knows I've been high on Doncic from before the draft. Right. People were saying I was crazy for saying he'd be the best player of this year. So, but we're not going to get to that right now. I just want to like this pick and roll situation with Doncic and Porzingis. I like it. Could be game changing. Mm-hmm. First of all, they could both they could both handle the ball, they could both set the screen. And Porzingis is a lob threat, and Doncic is an elite passer. Um, he's a big target when he's catching shoot mm-hmm. Porzingis, mm-hmm. which Doncic's vision, I mean, that's going to be a dynamic duo.
2: What about another team in Texas, the Rockets?
1: The Rockets. Uh, don't like that mix. I don't like that mix.
2: You don't like the Russell Westbrook-James Harden mix? No. Okay. I mean, they, they, they are limited on big men down there, and usually— Pat Riley, he said it the best years ago when the Lakers were winning championships. Rebounding does win you championships, and right now they do not have that.
1: I mean, you could pick any part of basketball and say that wins you championships, right?
2: Well, rebounding does win you championships, though.
1: I guess does so. The de- score as a right? defense doesn't scoring more points than the other team. I don't know. I get every you got you can't be too deficient in anything. I mean, when you look yeah. at
3: that, when you look at you know to, to stay on topic with um, D'Antoni, yeah. Um, Scoop you look B at Radio. Phoenix Suns team that almost went to the finals that year. Uh, they were a cheap shot away from going against the the, the Cavaliers in 2007. And, right. You know when you when you look at when you look at what they did. I mean they're doing they're doing what the what the Warriors ended up doing. You know playing their small ball. It was a carryover for that. And right. I mean Amari wasn't a was a hybrid power forward. You know in that system. I mean you you did have other hybrid big men, but. I mean, when you look at that 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 rocket system, it reminds me a lot of of that Phoenix team. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, Clint Capella is a guy that's gonna I think benefit not named you no know, Russell or 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 Harden
1: just because the attention those two bring.
3: Yeah, and yeah. I think I think I think pick and roll wise, I think uh, yeah, double yeah. team wise, he's a great roller. I, I, I think runner. I think I think Eric Gordon, you know, shooting wise could benefit as well uh, in the corner, and PJ Tucker I think could benefit as well. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is. Not so much the fact that there's those two personalities. Um, I know that this is D'Antoni's put-up-or-shut-up year. It is. I mean, literally, you got rid of all of his, his a lot of his assistant coaching staff, and right. he didn't sign an extension. Um, there's a lot going on that doesn't even have to do with what's on the basketball court. You know, Darryl Morey, is he going to stay on in, in his role? Um, and so, you know, Russell Westbrook, I think what I like about this situation is it's not his team. It's, it's Harden's team. And I think, you know, coming from a system in Oklahoma where— Does
1: Westbrook know that?
3: So I'll tell you this. uh, You know, I was with Russell the day he got traded in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was in shock. He had requested a trade, but he did it because he thought that that would put fire under the thunder's butt to make other moves. And maybe he misspoke. Um,
1: That's— that's got to be something you didn't really ask for, even though you did ask for
3: Yeah, but I, w- but I will tell you, he knew days before that that was what's going to happen. I know Miami and, and, and Houston were the two teams he was looking to to, to, uh, to make happen. But what I'll tell you is this. When you look at the, the Rockets' team, what I think is going to be interesting long-term is um, when you look at that team, I wonder if D'Antoni and uh, Russell are going to make it through the season together. Yeah. Because D'Antoni has has had issues with star players. You look at Carmelo Anthony. Um, you look at Stephon Marbury. Stephon didn't even play. you know. So, yeah,
1: and James and, and D'Antoni are a perfect mix, so they didn't really clash heads.
3: Yeah, but I'm going to tell you what's going to be interesting about James and D'Antoni. James Harden's trainer doubled as a Rockets assistant coach. Right. We
1: spoke about this when, we, when you were on my podcast. He sure. He was
3: fired. Yeah, yeah. Um, still looking for a job. One of the best, uh, one of the best strength and conditioning guys that's in the league that's not working in the NBA right now. Right. So I think it, that wasn't did Tony's fault. That was upper management's fault. But you know it's going to be interesting to see James without him. Um, and I also think that it's going to be interesting to see um, in a Western Conference. Um, you just got a lot of guys. You didn't ask me my my picture. You were getting ready to say something.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was going to also to mention Phoenix. In regards to Phoenix, you know, them having the young core, them having Devin Booker, another year of DeAndre Ayton, to having him under his, under their belt for I, team control. I don't think that's enough in the West. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it, it, young teams coming up, you know, so you yeah. never know what might happen.
1: Yeah, I like Sacramento over.
3: Yeah so so those so those I know your, I
1: mentioned I didn't think SAC would make it but yeah I definitely have Dallas and SAC I over like, Phoenix. I like
3: New Orleans over uh Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. You, you have a mix of, of, of young and 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 yeah. uh and vets. Right? And,
1: and the team is you know, built around Drew Holiday right now. Right. Who's, who's, who's going to
3: shift to the two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's
1: an underrated great NBA player to me. I love his game. Yeah.
3: So, Scoop, who's your top eight teams in each conference? Uh, Western Conference in no particular order Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, uh, Blazers, Jazz, um, Rockets, um, Pelicans, and um, I said Jazz, right? Dallas, yeah. Yeah, that's where it gets tricky. Dallas or Spurs. I, I Dallas, Dallas like, or Spurs. Yeah, the Spurs have been too quiet. You Sacramento. can't sleep on the Spurs. I like Sacramento, but, but and, and and I like their point guard. But I, I love their point guard. But uh yeah. he I, I, he reminds me a lot of Penny Hardaway. Yeah. Um but I, I, don't, I don't I don't I don't see them yet.
1: Not as big, right? Not as tall. Not yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Um in the Eastern Conference and no <clears throat> excuse me, in no particular order. Um Celtics Nets, um, Pacers, Bucks, Sixers, um, Bulls, uh, Heat, Orlando. Okay. I, the Heat. I, I gotta. I gotta pause on them just because I have to see what happens in season. As I mentioned, trades and things that could happen in the regular season, um, but I like Orlando over Miami right now, particularly because their youth movement has grown. I, I actually uh, do like – I would like to see Markel Fultz uh, have an efficient season this year.
1: And they gave him that extra year on the contract. That's going to mm-hmm. help Markel's mentality and his yeah. mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's going to have a breakout season. I, I just think he's I think he's going to come – I always said that I thought Markel was going to come back to where he should be. You
3: know? And then And then eight would be – I guess Miami, but um, yeah. it, it's 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 wait and see, show and prove.
2: Sean, who do you have for your top eight teams in e- each conference? Well, I
4: have the exact same eight that Skupas in the West, but I do, uh, but I will uh, 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 include the Kings. I'm not sold on Dallas yet. I have to see just Luca and Chris Stapstein work first. So in the West, I have the exact same seven as has I'll just take out Dallas and I'll put the Kings. In the East, what I if, have the...
1: What if Doncic Kings, makes a leap to MVP level this year?
4: But I think it's the pieces <laughs> around him because at the end of the day, KP has gotten hurt, so we don't know how he's going to come back. And then after that, you still got a JJ, bro. rails of the world and the Tim Hardways of the world. Like, I'm not necessarily sold on those guys just yet, especially in the West. It, if it was in the East uh, uh, combo... No doubt, but in the west, the west is a gone, so that's why I'm kind of holding off on that. In the east, guys, I have the exact same teams, but I don't think that people are giving Toronto enough to like, yes, I know Kawhi was the reason they won the championship, but they're in the east. I think that Toronto can scrape together 40, 42 wins and at least get him as like a 7-8 seed. So, I, like the the of but, uh, huh?
3: I like the addition of Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. I like the addition of Rondé Hollis-Jefferson to Toronto Raptors.
4: Yeah, yeah. like he's a real scrappy guy. He fits what they want, uh-huh. want to do. I'm not sure. Scoop, um, actually I actually have a question um, uh, for you, Scoop. Do you think that Pascal Siakam is or will get to that superstar Max uh, the level that people think he's on the trajectory on or do you think he's one of those guys that he was a recipient of the great talent that's been uh, around
3: him since he's been in the league and maybe he may take... I think a it's a down. combination of everything you said. I think when you look at Pascal Siakam, he's a guy, if I'm not mistaken, that came from the G League, worked his way up, did what he needed to do, and then right place, right time, put him next to Kawhi Leonard in Toronto. But I think that... Um, Siakam is kind of in a similar position uh, that Scottie Pippen was in when Michael Jordan retired. If you look at that that Bulls team when Michael retired, Scottie still averaged about twenty something points per game. And if I'm not mistaken, the MVP Bulls, of the, All-Star game, the so. MVP of the All Star game, and wore those red and black Jordans. Those I, retros, I was about to say the same thing with the with the Jamaican Pepper uh, All Star jersey going right. I remember that. Yeah. But but then <laughs> you know, but then when you when you look at when you look at um, that Bull, when you look at that Raptors team, or well, let me first start and say this. I talked to Scotty about that, like about Michael retiring and what it was like. He goes, man, I wanted to focus on me, and I wanted to score the basketball and do what I needed to do. And he's like, but I was like that in practice too. Michael leaving just gave him the luxury of being the leader of that team. So, you know, comparatively speaking with Siakam, when you look at that situation with Kawhi being gone, now is the time to prove why you're still able to do that. So he has to channel his Scotty Pippen. He needs to make it all started. I call
1: Scotty as a mentor. He'd be a great mentor for P- For I-, I could see it. Yeah, yeah. I
3: could see it. So I, I think – in that situation, um, if the if the Raptors were not to pay him, he could still go somewhere else and find greener pastures because he's a ball player. And I think um, oftentimes people will compare him, Kawhi, to Michael. I think there's only one Michael. Um, yeah. but, I, but, I, but I do see the impact that he's I had. I see it on in
1: spots. The him. mid-range jumper off the dribble, you know, getting to the rim. Uh, I see it in spots, but there's only one Michael. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. In, yeah. in
2: no particular order for me, with my top eight in each conference, you know, with With the West. I'll start off in the West first. And those big hands. hands. (laughs) I'll go Clippers, Lakers, uh, definitely, probably, uh, wow, the Blazers, the Nuggets are up there. Uh, That's four. There's there's a lot of teams that are good in the West. You know, there are. There really are. Sacramento can really make a huge jump. I probably have them with their young talent that's in place right now. Then you have the Rockets, the Warriors, that's seven. And then my eight my eighth spot, I'll probably have to go with the Mavericks just because of the fact of what's going on right now in place. I know there are two teams that I left out that everybody loves, and that's the Spurs, and with Greg Popovich, when he retires, that's probably when the Spurs probably go down. But they'll probably fight for that playoff spot. They so, never tank.
1: They never look to tank.
2: Right. They never tank. They always win. And that's that's kudos and credit to what's gone on in the you know with uh Greg Popovich. But also too in the you know, everybody looks at, at the Thunder. And I know everybody says the Thunder here. I think they could compete for that final spot. I really do, with everything that's in place. They still have some pieces, and Billy Donovan is still a, a credible coach in the league. You know? So with With everything that's gone on and and said, I wouldn't be surprised with those eight teams coming out of the West and those two teams fighting for that spot. Minnesota's another team, too, that's up there as far as, okay, they still have some young pieces, but who knows over there what might happen with Minnesota. Out in the East, I got no particular order. The Nets, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Bulls. They're right there. The Bucks are definitely in that mix too. Giannis is going to keep on building on that MVP type of season, I feel. And you know, who do you? Who else do you have? Orlando is another team, year in and year out. Can Celtics. They, I mentioned Celtics. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're right there. The the Magic are always knocking on the door. You know. And, and if
1: Bamba and Markel could have good seasons.
2: Right. And you mentioned Vucevic, too. That's yeah, yeah. another guy that well, plays... he's always U- good every season. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. always a 20 and 10 guy. Yeah, yeah, You know, so there's there's that aspect of it. Detroit is another team that a lot of people sleep on. You know, with Blake Griffin being there and Andre Drummond, that forms a formidable front court. And with Derrick Rose, everybody's mentioned about Derrick Rose and how much he's looked good so far in got training a book camp. coming
1: out. He's been on the press run, too.
2: Right. Yeah. So, you know, we, you know... Stanley Johnson's another guy is he going to break out you know and finally be like that guy for Detroit you know that there, remains there are to a team that made
3: it they were an AFC last year right. um and and you know had trouble going up against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, and even in the playoffs, Blake Griffin was out uh, and played maybe, like, one game or two games. Yeah, right. That
1: might be a different series this year. It'd be a different yeah, series, yeah. but
3: but over the last couple of years, like, Detroit's been up and down. They floundered in the NBA standards. I remember, like, a couple years ago back when Tobias Harris was on that team, mm-hmm. and they were, like, a top one-two team, and then, you know, after the All-Star break, they, 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 they faltered. And so, you know, when you look at the Detroit team, I, I was playing 2K the other day, and I was looking at their roster. I was like, you know, their roster's not bad. I'm personally not the biggest Reggie Jackson guy. However, he can get you shots. Reggie Jackson, right. He can nice. score. Um, the
1: only thing is that roster would have been better about five years ago, yeah. six years ago. Yeah. You know? So sometimes we look at players on a roster, and we kind of look back to where they were instead of who they are now. But they're all playing well. They're right. just not at
3: that level as where they used to be. I think, I think the, the roster that they have covers for Blake in certain areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think what I like about Blake is his ability to uh, transition, mm-hmm. uh, particularly his jumper. I, quickly, you, you look. I look at two guys uh, who made that that transition well. Um, you look at, um, actually, one person. You look at Vince Carter, high flyer. Uh, left Toronto, came to the Nets, and right. you know, f- and, and, and flourished playing next to Richard Jefferson and Jason Kidd. And you look at Dominique Wilkins, and he wasn't able to make that transition as a high flyer, and, and you know, continue his career in that way. Injured, that was the injury, yeah. Achilles. Achilles,
1: and Achilles back then was death sentence. Uh, that's killer. But yeah.
3: his, but his, but his jumper was always a little interesting to me.
1: Doctor J too was the same. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah.
3: yeah. And then,
2: as far as the eighth like my last 8 team would be in the east would be indiana i think indiana year in and year out they always do good victor odipo is a solid player He's I think, more he's a solid player right, right he's, a, he's an mvp type of player you know you now
1: you went too far
2: he he, in he can those. but he can those. but he but he <laughs> but he's there though he's right there being that face of the franchise no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, miles turner player player. is another guy too that goes out there and plays hard each and every game right, another just, guy Sabonis' son you know, we, we mentioned Sabonis' son. Donata. Yeah. yeah he's he's, he's also a very solid piece too. And Indiana always has that grit of them. If they have
1: Arvidas them. in his prime, then they'd be, you know, then they win the East. Well that
2: that would be that. I'll tell you one team that, that's gonna be bad this year, the Washington Wizards. The Wizards right now, they really be bad bad. They're gonna be like But you know what? Fighting for I that number see, one pick.
1: I wanna see Isaiah Thomas have a resurgence.
2: Uh, everybody get wants his, everybody his... wants that, but I can't I can't see them winning games. I can't. Yeah, I wanna see Bradley Bill get his money. He's oh, going oh, to get it. he's going to get it. He's going to get it. But the thing is, though, well, I just, that mix of wall, and I feel bad for Scott Brooks for walking into that situation. You know, I do. Well, there's
1: no expectations now. It could be a good thing for him. You never if know. If do well, right?
2: Who Who's your bottom dwellers? One bottom dweller from the league.
1: I'd say one bottom dweller? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Wizards are in there. Um The Knicks. Well, you said they win forty.
3: Best case scenario. Well, you said that you like Chicago before before the Knicks. So I was going based off of what you were saying. If 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 the Knicks aren't in the mix, would they be a bottom dweller and still impress some? Right. Does, does that make sense? If I'm, I don't want to double talk.
1: Um. Kinda. If the and our uh, Memphis.
3: Memphis with John ja Morant over there. Trying. Yeah, I love John Morant, but right. uh,
1: they're they're gonna.
3: I like them and I like him and Jaron Jackson Jr. But I don't like them now. No, for the future. For yeah, sure. yeah, the future. Well, bottom twelve yeah, yeah. for this season. Bottom, that's that's bot, like one that's bottom like, twelve. Like,
1: that's like a developmental team, right? You know. Okay. But I like I like those two guys a lot. Like okay. they're gonna be both. Jared Jackson Jr. He's gonna be like a game changer. Right. He can hit the three, he can, mm-hmm. and he's an elite. He's an elite elite rim protector.
2: Scoop, who do you have for one, one, uh, one bottom twelve?
3: Um, I like Memphis in the West, like you said, I and that's like,
1: hard this year because the, the the talent is more spread out.
2: Right, you know what I mean? Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, I like I like Memphis in the West, in the East. Um, you know, it's funny you were talking about Isaiah Thomas. Up until like yesterday, I forgot that he was even on that team. I saw something on Instagram where it was talking about how um, John Wall and and still mentions that the the the. the 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 Celtics and Wizards series a few years ago how they still talk about it that was the year Isaiah had Mm -hmm. that big year in Boston Um, MVP type year MVP type year and then you know the perception thing Um, right um I, I like Washington, but I like Washington because I do like Isaiah Thomas. Um, you talk to anybody, uh Jamal Crawford is a guy that 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 I that I've had on the Scoopy Radio Podcast and he speaks well of um Isaiah, just those injuries are the reason why he's, you know, in the situation he's in. I mean he went to Orlando to try to resurge his career. Clyde Drexler told me he liked that move. Um and it didn't work out in his favor. Right. Um, and and you had Denver, you right. had all those different teams, mm-hmm. so like I feel like now it's like put up or shut up. Like you're in a kind of a situation like Melo when he went to Oklahoma. It's like, okay, now you got to show and prove. Because like Melo had like this three-year window. So I think with Isaiah, like I really want to see him make moves and, and, and take his career back to, to where it needs to be.
2: Right. Sean, who's your one bottom thrower team real quick?
4: Uh, Washington in the east and in the west. Uh, Memphis only because they're young. Only because
1: they're young. Yeah, those guys are good.
2: I got you.
3: Scoop
1: mentioned Clyde Drexler. Remember when they thought he was better than MJ at one point? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. He was a really good player. But he put he
3: put up numbers himself. Right. Yeah, but
1: then Jordan put six threes on his head. Yes, he <laughs> and that's Re- when people weren't even shooting in three like they are now. That's a lot of threes. Mm-hmm.
2: Real quick, guys. Eight, who do you have in the NBA Finals?
1: I have what I want to see. Can I just say who I want to see? Go ahead. I want to see the Lakers and the Sixers. Okay,
2: Lakers, Sixers. Scoop, who do you have?
1: So let's go with that. Lakers Sixers. Okay,
2: Lakers Sixers, who do you have? Scoop.
3: Lakers, Bucks.
2: Lakers, Bucks. Okay. Sean, who do you have in your finals?
3: I have
1: Clippers Sixers.
2: Clippers Sixers? Okay, so quite so, Kawhi-
1: so you guys have my teams just not together.
2: It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> We're
1: all right there. We're all right there.
2: I'm gonna have to go unconventional right now. I'm gonna have to go Bucks and Memphis Bl- Wizards. Yeah. Sure, for the lottery <laughs> pick. I'm going to have to go Bucks and Blazers. Bucks and Blazers. Finals. Blazers isn't a bad pick, though. Blazers.
3: Blazers? No, that's not a bad pick at all.
1: Uh, I mean, I think if everybody stays healthy, it's a tough pick.
3: And you added Hassan Whiteside to that team. Yep. Um, Damian Lillard is just the killer. I mean, but
1: Scoob, you could, if teams don't stay healthy, it could really be any team. But if, team, if teams stay healthy, I don't see the Blazers going
3: to the finals. I think that the Lakers and the Clippers yeah. are the popular pick. But yeah. I think when you look at the fact that they went to the conference finals, Damien and 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 or rather C J got his money and Hassan Whiteside has something to prove. I, I can see why that is. Just like you know, people make the case that Utah improved, particularly with uh, Conley. Conley coming yeah. over there and stuff. So I, I think like the, Utah. I think more than anything that, that that's that's conversation yeah. for the Western Conference because they're just that daggone good.
2: Absolutely. Utah and
1: Denver are both going to be really good.
3: this
2: year Oh, oh yeah. they will be yeah. without, sure. a doubt, yeah. without a doubt. Without a
3: doubt, one hundred percent. Jokic is their point guard.
1: Oh, they <laughs> people were mad at me, scoop, because I had Jokic at three on my top ten.
3: Uh, yeah, I can see it, though. I mean, he has impact on the team.
1: Yeah.
3: He does. He, he impressed does. me in the playoffs. Yeah. But he was that consistent all year, you know. even before the playoffs, with yep. the national attention. I got to you know,
1: show you put... my top ten. Let me know what you think after. We'll
3: all right. About I'm, with yeah. I'm with it. Absolutely.
2: Guys, really great show. Sorry awesome. I was late. It's okay. Sorry, right. Better late than never sometimes, <laughs> Scoop. You know that. Come on, man. Yes, sir. Will. What's up? Who do we
4: have winning it, Will?
2: I just <laughs> mentioned – but. Bucks. I got Lakers by the way. Lakers, All Lakers, right. Lakers. Sean, who do you have? Sixers and seven. Sixers and seven? I would like
1: to see that though. I would like to see that. Do I think it'll happen? I don't know.
2: I'm gonna have to go. Like to I'm gonna have to go. Blazers in six for my pick. Blazers in six. So there it is. That's that's a wrap on our show, guys. Before we leave, how do the people follow our guys right now on Instagram and on social media?
1: Follow me at 1-2-Combo-O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. And rate, review, subscribe to Combo's core Podcast, man, right on your Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to Combo's core
3: Scoopy Radio, subscribe on all platforms and Twitter at Scoopy, Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. And uh, check out my work at heavy.com as well as Basketball Society. Scoopy Radio. <laughs> That's a good voice. you know On that note, for everybody
2: here at Gotham Podcast Studios, Sean, you did a wonderful job. Coming in and, you know, doing what you're doing out there, you know. Really miss you in studio, man. We need you in studio. We do. We really do.
4: Listen, Will, man. I miss you guys. Scoop, Combo, appreciate you guys coming
3: on, man.
1: Yep. Be Follow On The Board Sports on Apple Podcasts or wherever. All right. They're kicking you're us out the, the
2: studio. Podcast. We yeah. out. Peace. Yeah. We got <laughs> Well, we're going to have to go. So on that note, for everybody here at Gotham Podcast Studios, for Brandon Robinson, Peace. a.k.a. Scoop B, for Andrew Salop, a.k.a. One Two Combo, and for everybody... At Gotham. from my co host, Sean Thomas, I am your host, Will Trucci, logging out. We will talk to you guys soon. Peace out. We out! Later. Later. Scoop B Radio. Hold up.